Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. Happy Feast of the Epiphany, everyone. This great solemnity in our church where we celebrate the fact that our Lord Jesus revealed himself to the world, which is, of course, what the word, the Greek word epiphany means. And the three salient figures of today in the gospel are the three wise men who came from afar. We don't know where, but they were outside of the territory of Jerusalem, and they, they saw this star. Now, they were astrologers. We, we, can, we know that. That was a very common way for people to, to understand the universe was through the stars and the aligning of the planets and the stars. And ancient cultures were very good at that. And the Lord revealed himself to them in this way, using the astrology and using the, the constellations and a particular star indicating to these these three different people, these three leaders, these magi, to come and adore the newborn king. When I think about this, I'm, I'm, I'm really quite moved on how God penetrated their hearts and their minds to give them the courage to take a long, arduous, dangerous journey to go and visit someone that they'd never heard of, never even anticipated. At least the Jews had all of the, the scriptures, the law of Moses, had the prophets, and all of the ways in which God had prepared the Jews for the coming of the Messiah. And there was a huge anticipation among the Jews for that. But for those outside of Judaism, this was not a, a common expectation. And yet these men heard God's call and, and responded to it with great courage makes me wonder, not wonder so much, but actually be very grateful for the way that God reveals himself and has brought us in to this revelation of who he is. We as Catholics are so blessed that God has revealed everything that he wishes for mankind to know about himself to the church. That's our teaching. That's what we believe. That God is not because we consider ourselves great or not. We're not comparing to others, but God revealed to those through Jesus Christ and the church that he formed everything he wants mankind to know that is important for salvation. Everything that we need to know in order to be saved, in order to enter into a relationship with God and continue that in eternity, God is revealed to us. He's also revealing to us all the time, all the time. It's not just a one and done or these, these big thick books with, with fixed revelation. We do have those, but also personal revelation. Our Lord comes to us. He comes to us through the apparitions and the messages of our Blessed Mother. He comes to us through the writings and wisdom of the saints. He comes to us in our own prayer time when we hear God's voice we're illumined by the voice of God prompting us to do or not do something. And when we read sacred scripture and God speaks to us through his word, 
circumstances, wise people in our life. There's so many ways that God continues to reveal himself to us. And it's true, and this is what we also have to understand that's a part of who we are as Catholics, that God wants to give what he's given to us to the whole world. He wants the entire world to know that they can be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. He wants the entire world to know that their sins can be forgiven because of Jesus Christ, who was born in this little town in the Middle East. He wants the whole world to know that they can, their lives can be full of hope if they surrender their lives to the Lord and turn from sin. And we, we carry out this mission of bringing the world to Christ, not through the sword. We don't do it through the sword, never have. We don't do it through force. We do it through the proclamation of the kerygma, the kerygma. This is the good news that God became one of us so that he could die on the cross for our sins. And after dying, he rose from the dead. That's the good news. That's the kerygma. And through that kerygma, from Peter to the present, men and women hearts have been moved to say, I wish to be a part of this. I wish to be a part of this family. Like any age, from the beginning of the church, every age has competition for the kerygma. In the time of Jesus, in the early church, it was the Roman Empire that imposed its false pagan gods on the people, and also the Greek philosophers. But today, we're facing certainly other religions, but in my estimation, one of the biggest difficulties or challenges that the kerygma faces today in the United States in our time is atheism. The number of people who have turned from God and have declared themselves to believe that there is no God, which is, in my estimation, the most absurd position a person can take. It deprives them of all hope. It deprives them of any, of any reason for being here. And yet we have to, as Catholics, God is, is asking us to be a part of this solution, to be a, reaching out and being a part of a bridge that can bring people to understand and see that there is another way. There's another way. According to the Pew studies, there are 30% of our nation, 30% of Americans claim to be atheists. If, that, if we restrict it to that age group of 30 and under, the, number, the percentage goes up to about 60%. So we're facing a big challenge, and a challenge that will only continue to get bigger as the, the atheist ideas permeate society and become orthodoxy in their own right. So does that mean that we're there's no hope for us? Of course not. We are the agents of hope. We never give up hope. But we have to be clear that our responsibility is to share the gospel, share the kerygma with those we meet, whether it be in our family, our work environment, our schools, our social groups, to share with others in the appropriate time, in the appropriate way, 
The number one means of evangelization is the witness of our lives. If people know you're a Catholic or you make it known that you're a Catholic, you better behave because they're going to be watching you. They're going to be watching you to see, okay, is this real or not? Are you up to it? Do you do what you say? So the witness of our lives are, is the number one, number one means of drawing people to him. Goodness, goodness, but also truth. And so we need to be prepared at least to be able to address those concerns and those doubts and those those erroneous ways of conceiving the world and the universe, we need to be able to address them, at least in simple terms, that we can talk about how it's implausible that the universe, with all of its fine-tuning and all of the way that it is just so precisely formed, could have happened by chance, by evolution itself, without a designer, an architect. Impossible. Only people who are deliberately and willfully blind could actually think that. Otherwise, you just can't come to that conclusion. Or the human person, the, uh, those who would take the materialist view and say that all we are are a, a grouping of, of cells and chemistry, a material being, without a soul, without consciousness, that doesn't, that doesn't compute for anyone. We all know that there is something in us that goes beyond our material nature, that there's something in us that's transcendent, that's spiritual, immaterial. We all know that. And so I'm not going to belabor that, but that's the issue, is that we need to be able to address those major concerns and at least sow some doubt in people's minds. And that coupled with the witness of our lives. Why would we do this? Why would we go out on a limb and take a chance of being rejected, reviled. Why would we do that? Well, for one thing, as Pope St. John Paul the, the Great says, every human being has a right to hear the gospel. Has a right, just like a right to life, has a right to hear the gospel that it can prepare them for our destiny, every human being's destiny, which is eternal life. And they're only going to hear it from those of us who believe it. We're the agents. We're the ones to bring the gospel. Then there's also the personal matter that those to whom much has been given, much is required. So we who have been given this grand treasure of the fullness of God's revelation, we will also have to account for the, if we kept our lamp under a bushel. God wants us to be ready and willing to give an answer for our hope, as St. Peter says. Be ready to give an answer for your hope. Today we give thanks to God that he's revealed himself to us in so many ways here in the Eucharist, in our hearts. But we ask God that we could be agents to bring that to those who still do not know that the light of the world has come. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. 
For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanneaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.